0: You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in internet talk radio.
1: TalkZone.com
0: Hello world and welcome to Your Competitive Advantage, a mentoring success group radio broadcast coming to you directly from our studios in Detroit, Michigan. My name is Tom Tubergen and I'm your host. Today we begin a series of programs about marketing and selling your product or services. Our guest expert today is Dr. Jed C. Jones from Jed C. Jones Consulting. Jed holds a BA in Japanese Studies from UCLA, an MBA in Marketing from the Paul Mirage Business School at UC Irvine, and a PhD in Psychology from the Saybrook Graduate School and Research Center. Jed, welcome, and uh, as a small business owner, I've got a website out there, and, uh, uh, but you know, I found out that there's 900 million other websites out there. What do I have to do to be heard?
1: Yes, great question, Tom, and thank you, by the way. Um, Yes, having a website is really the first step in any interactive or online marketing effort. It's what's necessary to even be in the game. But just having a website, of course, is not nearly enough um, because, there are, as you mentioned, there are just so many others out there uh, to be competitive. So there are two ways, uh, in general, to look at how to get more eyes on your website. One is uh, what I call the passive approach, and, and that does not have any negative connotation. In fact, the passive approach is what I would do first. And that is really making your website... Uh, A, more attractive to search engines, and B, more attractive to the actual people coming to the site once they see your site. And those are different but related items. And then the second thing is the active uh, driving traffic to a website. And when I say driving, I mean it in the active sense of doing things, taking actions to actually get people to your site, directing them there directly. And so the, the passive and the active approach, I'll, I'll kind of break it down to those two buckets uh, for the sake of our conversation here. Okay. So the passive approach, and again, that's necessary, it's very important, is making sure, A, that when, when someone, or I should say when the search engine, let's we'll talk about the search engines first, um, every day, this is, this is the way it all works, okay? Every day, search engines like Google, like Yahoo, like Ask.com, and many others, I'm going to use Google today as our as our example, but really I could be referring to any search engine. Google has uh, what's called a meta crawler, or something that basically goes out over the internet all the time and indexes websites. That's all it does all day long. It just looks for. There's no human involved. It just just it's just, a, it's just a, a robot, if you will, that goes out and looks at different websites and it indexes them it, like a librarian. It takes a it takes a record of each one. Now, it, it looks at two things. It looks at the visible text that you and I see when we visit a site, but it also looks at the metadata, or meta just means so metadata means data about the data. So it's really the data in the background that you and I don't normally see when we go to a website. That metadata is also very important as to how the site is indexed. Now, once it's been indexed, once Google's created this wonderful library catalog of Internet websites, and really it has... You know, hundreds and hundreds of millions or billions of websites in its catalog. Uh, the next thing is to get, to make that useful to someone else, which would be, let's say, you or, you or me going around looking, you know, using our search engine to try to find something of value to us. The way that you and I find value or try to find something of value to us is to type in words, which we'll call keywords, into the search uh, engine like Google or Yahoo. So what happens, this is the key here, is when we type in those keywords, Google has to make sense of what we just typed in, and try to relate that to its index or library catalog, if you will, of all these other websites. How does it do that? It, it uses something we call an algorithm. It just mainly it's just a big formula that gives different weightings. Because if, if you have a website about auto repair and I have a website about auto repair, how does it know which one to put first? That's the key. That's the the crux of the whole of the whole shebang, so to speak, is how does it know how to rank different ones higher than others? And Google does not make its algorithm public, but people in the search engine optimization field or interactive marketing area uh, do generally know the the main ways that Google ranks engines or ranks websites based on uh, based on those keywords that people type in. Makes sense so far?
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: So what we need to do is we need to first make your website, in this case, be more attractive to search engines uh, for certain keywords. So when I say, Tom, hey, how does your website rank? That's really an incomplete statement. It's not really a meaningful question because the question has to be, how does your website rank on a given search engine, of course, like Google, for certain keywords? So when I type in uh, a certain keyword, You know, uh, if I type in auto repair, then uh, ibm.com or disney.com should not come up. Those are sites that get millions of hits a day. But they're not going to come up because they don't do auto repair. Uh, And, of course, the converse is also true. So basically what what we really care about is how our site ranks for certain keywords that we are optimizing for. So, in other words, we want to optimize our website and all the different pages on our website for certain keywords that we think are most relevant to our business area or to whatever it is that we're doing on our website.
0: So if I'm in a in a, in a search engine or work using the search engine and I've got my website optimized at this point, what's the next step?
1: The next step is you've gotten your, your site optimized in the scenario for the search engines and by the way that's not something that you just turn a turn a key and do it's something that's an ongoing process but but assuming you've got it fairly well optimized, the next step is to make sure that once, a phys- now, that, now that Google has gotten people to your website, let's assume, and again, we're talking about natural search results or, or organic search results, meaning that when someone you, and I, you or I know or we type in keywords into Google, it's going to bring up these search results. It's going to say, Google's basically saying, hey, look what I found in my library catalog of all the websites out there based upon what you typed in. Tom or Jed. And then, uh, of course, we have to go through and find out which, which one we want to click on. Okay? So now someone's, someone's found you on the Google search results, and now they've clicked on the website. Now they're viewing your site. Okay? That's, that's what you wanted. That was, your, that was our goal, is to get someone's eyes on the site.
0: No, actually, I think the goal is, uh, once they're on the site, to get them to take some sort of an action to, like, buy something or... Uh, That's
1: absolutely right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. So the first the first goal, if, if we have... So there's two main things here we need to do. One is get someone there. That's kind of like the necessary but not sufficient. We need to get them to your site. Then, once they're on your site, we need them to, to, to uh, answer to a call to action, as you articulated. And the call to action... Could be anything from fill out a web form. In other words, fill out some information like your name and address and hit submit and we'll get back to you. Could be send an email. It could be make a product purchase if you've got an e-commerce site. It could be call our phone number. You've got a big red, you know, big, big red letters that says 800, you know, and whatever the phone number is. Those are all calls to action. Now, what we call in web terms, we call that a conversion. Okay? So there's two elements of the site. There's how many people are clicking on the link To your site from somewhere else, and then once once they get to your site, how many people are actually converting, which means doing one of those calls to action. There's no one single definition for a conversion, because conversion is relative to what you want them to do. So once you get someone to your site, as you alluded to, you need to have the site organized in such a way that A, somebody knows what your site is about, because as self-evident as it may be to the person that built the site, it's usually not immediately evident to the person who's coming there for the first time, especially if they found it through a search engine. So you need to make it what I call abundantly clear what the website is about. It should be immediately clear within a second or two, of, or maybe three, of coming to the website as to what they what your site does and what it's about, and who it targets. Then, it needs to be abundantly clear is uh, what that person should do. What should I do? I've come to your site. Uh, what should I do, uh, as a visitor to your site? As the site builder or developer, I need to make sure that on every page and every part of every page of the site that it's very clear, uh, what someone should do. And that's, and that's, these two things are absolutely essential to having a website that converts well.
0: How much traffic do I need to get to my website to draw any sort of conclusions about how well my website Call to action is working.
1: Well, let's let's talk in the, let's give specific examples because the answer, of course, as most things, it depends, of course. And let's talk let's let's let me jump into the other way just to finish up my other thought, and then I want to I'm going to get to your question if you don't mind, Tom. The other way to get traffic to the website is actively, and the reason I'm, I want to bring this up is so I can actually follow us through a specific example here. So, an active way to get to someone to the site is not through the organic search results. Again, what we talked about earlier with your site coming up among many others in the Google or Yahoo search results, but with actively driving traffic there. And that can be, again, through a number of methods. It can be other websites linking to your site. Someone who has a high-traffic website, let's say it's a blog, and they think you've got a great site, they might link to you. It could be a pay-per-click ad. That's pay-per-click, click, not pay-per-click, of course, what some people hear when you first hear that, meaning that someone basically clicks on a paid ad, and that every time someone clicks on it, that's a charge to the person putting the ad out there. Um, Or it could be something called articles, like I do uh, something called article marketing. It could be a blog, etc. So now let's let's, let's use the pay-per-click example. So someone's out on Google, for example, and your website, let's say you've been paying for ads to go on Google's uh, search engine. By the way, this is not the organic search results. This is a separate thing. Usually in the right-hand column, it's got paid ads. Someone clicks on that ad... And what you want to first measure is what's called the click-through rate, okay? Click-through rate is CTR. All that is, it's saying, hey, of the number of ads that I showed on a given page, for example, let's say on Google, how many people actually clicked on it, okay? So that's called a click-through rate. So it's a simple division. You, you know, it might be 1%, might be 2%, might be 0.2%. Okay, now that, now, come, circling back to your question, Tom, earlier is, now that someone's come to your page, well first of all, how many, how, you know, how, how many people do you want coming to your site? Well, it depends on what you're offering there. It depends on what your call to action is. For example, if you're selling, uh, real estate, let's say you're selling land in, in Montana, for example, and big tracts of land on your website, which may, by the way, may or may not be the best way to sell that land. But, you know, if you've got maybe one or two sales every month, uh, based upon someone coming to the website, that might be an overwhelming success. That might be wonderful. Now, if you're selling uh, downloadable music at $0.99 cents, uh, per song, for example, then it, you might need you know, hundreds or thousands of visitors who are actually making purchases, which means, of course, not only have they clicked through to your site, but they've also then converted. They've also done something which we call conversion, as we mentioned earlier, such as purchase a song. So the answer to your question is how many visitors do you need really depends on what your goal is uh, for having the website. Why do you want people to come there? Once they're there, what do you want them to do? And if you're meeting your conversion goals, then it doesn't really matter. By the way, someone might say, a natural question might be, well, what's a good click-through rate or what's a good conversion rate? Again, click-through rate is how many people click on your link versus how many people saw the ad. And conversion rate means how many people actually responded to your call to action versus how many people actually came to your website. And, again, the answer to that depends upon uh, what you're trying to achieve.
0: Jed, we need to pause here briefly for a word from our sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to continue the discussion of how to successfully market our products and services. And by the way, if you'd like to contact Jed directly, you're going to find his profile and his contact information on the guest tab in our show page at TalkZone.com. You're listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network, sponsored by TopSportSupplies.com. Remember, it's your adventure. Now is the time of year to begin planning your outdoor expeditions for the coming summer season. While you're at it, don't forget to visit www.topsportsupplies.com. Whether you're planning an expedition in a wilderness area or an adventure to a remote corner of your backyard, Top Sports Supplies has over 19,000 tents, backpacks, apparel, binoculars, hunting equipment, camping, and outdoor gear in stock. Best of all, you can shop from the comfort and the convenience of your home or desk. TopSportsSupplies.com offers free shipping within the U.S. for every order over $50. TopSportsSupplies.com, it's your adventure. Do you feel like your business is running you right into the ground? Do you always seem to have more questions than answers? Every month, the business performance analysis engine at www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com asks you a series of detailed questions about every aspect of your business. Your answers are carefully calculated and compared against your competitors, and you get a confidential diagnostic report that shows you where your strengths are. Specific weaknesses and business issues are prioritized for you to focus on during the following month. We compare your performance to your peers and your competitors from around the world. And now, exclusively for our listening audience, you can get half off of our regular monthly subscription rate. Simply use the code RADIO when you sign up, and we'll take half off of the monthly subscription rate. Www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com.